This is the 200 Churches Podcast. This podcast was created to provide resources and encouragement to leaders of small churches. Our mission is to encourage and equip leaders of the 94% of congregations in America under 500 members. This is the 200 Churches Podcast, and I'm Johnny Craig. I'm here with my friend, Jeff Cady. Um, and Jeff, I have, just have a question for you today. What is your favorite thing about our church? You've been here for nine years. Mm-hmm. I've only been here like six months and so i i'm curious what it is that you most enjoy about our church well first of all johnny don't sell yourself short you've been here seven months so we want to give you full credit you know one of the things i love about my church fact probably the best thing about our church which should probably be true about most churches is the people I mean, we've got some really great people here. That's true. It's kind of like when my wife and kids leave our home. It's not a home anymore. It's just a house. And the people, the the people in the family make the family. They make the home. And it's the same with our church. We've got some really great people. So what what I'm noticing about your answer, Jeff, is that you're not talking about our beautiful sanctuary, or no, it's not bad, but no, our our somewhat spacious lobby, or the the new. Uh, youth room that we've we've just kind of made for ourselves here you didn't talk about the facilities at all and and today what what i wanted to talk about was um creating a welcoming environment and and a lot of mm-hmm. times we start with creating a welcoming environment and the first thing we look at is facilities, facilities. that's right yeah. and, and in andy stanley's book deep and wide he talks about facilities and he talks about what they do there at north point um in in Atlanta to, with their facilities to make it a welcoming place right. and all this. And one thing you said when we were first starting this podcast is that you wanted to be an adapter mm-hmm. between the advice that we get from these um, pastors of very large churches and help uh, adapt it down to a 200 church into into information we could really do something with. Right, because a lot of stuff in his book, and I think it's all great stuff, but a lot of it is not that applicable to a 200 church. And we did talk about, uh, you know, how do we, how do we, for instance, create a welcoming environment? How do we create a positive atmosphere where new people could walk in and feel like, wow, I, I kind of like this place, if we don't have a large building budget, or we don't have a large facilities budget. If we've got a church building that you know it's not stellar, you know it may be clean and there's fresh paint, right? But the whole thing isn't stellar. Can you still create a welcoming environment and a, a place that people want to come to? And that's really what we want to talk about, right? We don't need a whole facilities remodel to get a welcoming environment. So when you said you really love the people, I think that that's what we need to talk about today: is how to create a welcoming environment with people, with relationships. And, and we think there's really five aspects to creating a welcoming environment with people that we're going to talk about today. And the first two are very closely related. What, what's the first one that we have, Jeff? Well, we, you know, we are talking about a welcoming environment. In Stanley's book that you referenced, he talks about creating irresistible environments. Right. And so, yeah, we'll do the best we can at irresistible, but we definitely also want it to be inviting and welcoming and and just a fun, positive, enjoyable place to be. So the first two, I mean, the first one is personal relationships. You know, we have to have a place and we have to have a group of people in our church that are that are focused on personal relationships, not just welcoming somebody at the door. You know, we're so glad to have you here. Here's our welcome packet. But right. do we really want to get to know you? Are, are we the type of people that uh, want to get to know others Monday through Friday, 
and I suppose on Saturday, where we're interested in people, we're not interested in numbers. Right. And now this is a theme that we talked about a little bit last week, where ministry happens right where people are, whether right. work, school, wherever they are, and that's where you're building these personal relationships. And so you have personal relationships in your sphere of influence, and then also personal relationships with people in your church. And so everything we're going to be talking about starts with leadership. And, and what is, who is the leadership that we're talking about? Well, for a 200 church, the leadership is first the pastor. Right. And then uh, any of the pastor's teams, and then board members, ministry leaders. I mean, it really has to happen with those people. So as we're talking about, for instance, personal relationships, people are looking for friends. They're looking for other people just to give them time. They're looking for people to just uh, accept them for who they are. And so uh, personal relationships is so important for our people to be focused on throughout the week, but especially then in a weekend service, especially then so that when somebody new comes in or somebody that they've invited comes in, they're they're not just there to get another church attender. They're there to care about somebody and to forge a personal relationship with them. So that's the first one. The second one that's very close to this is really an just to have an openness to new people and not when when you have a Sunday morning environment, not to have, for lack of a better word, a bunch of clicks in the room. Right. And and that's like that's the dirty word of church, right? Clicks mm-hmm. that we would we would kind of segregate into our little uh, little groups of people, and and you know this is something that even even we as pastors can get pulled into. I mean, there's people that we'd rather talk to on a Sunday morning right. than other people, and and you know we can get pulled into these little cliques. But then the new people are kind of left wandering, right? Wondering what to do after they grab you know, their coffee. I think we've all listened to leadership tapes and church health and church growth conferences and seminars where we're told that if we're in the lobby on a Sunday morning and there's a, a member of our church or one of our board members or somebody has cornered us and they're wanting to tell us about X, Y, Z, and then we've got three or four visitors that are kind of walking by us and they're walking out the door, we're to just interrupt that person. We're going to say, hey, just hang on one second. There's somebody I've got to catch up to and go. And, and that's just that's just the truth. But really, it shouldn't just be the pastor doing that. Everybody in the right. church should be willing to tell their friend or their family member or their uh, fellow church member, hey, hang on a second, I've got to go greet this person. Yeah, absolutely. So openness to new people um, is so important, and I think what flows directly from that would be the, this idea of hospitality. So here at our church, we, we're putting together a hospitality team. Right now we have three areas that are kind of separate, and we're bringing them all under this hospitality umbrella, and that's greeters at the door, ushers to your seats, and great coffee. Uh, here at our church, great coffee is a non-negotiable ever since I became mm-hmm. a member of the staff. And so when we talk about openness to new people, hey, our hospitality teams, they need to have eyes for those new people right. and help make the connections. You know, hey, we've got this uh, family, they look, you know, they have some young kids. Let's connect them to somebody else who comes to the church who has young kids. Right. And so let the hospitality team really take advantage of the fact that, hey, we're right here at the door. We can make those connections. And, you know, this is something in everything we talk about today. And again, we're focused on 200 churches. We're not focused on, you know, the large church that may have all kinds of resource. Everything that we're talking about today, except for one thing, is absolutely free. 
I mean, a hospitality team, it costs zero money to, to walk across the lobby and to take somebody's hand and say hello and spend some time just right. talking, asking them questions, you know, where are you from? You know, tell me about your family. Let me tell you about my family. All of that is absolutely free. Not standing around in clicks, desiring personal relationships. The only thing we're going to talk about is coffee. Coffee. <laughs> coffee is the only thing that costs money. And you know what? You might have to lay out a little coin to get good coffee. It's totally worth it. But but people will appreciate it. Yes. And new people will appreciate it. Absolutely. Because if they like coffee, they'll say, well, you know what? The preaching's bad and the singing's bad and the people are kind of <laughs> ugly, but man, they've got really good coffee, so I'm going to go back. You yeah, know, We don't want to camp out on coffee too long, but it just makes me think we talked to an elder um, and somehow we were talking about coffee with this elder, and he joked with us, well, maybe we need to be known as the church with the best coffee. And both Jeff and I said, I think that'd be great. I think yeah. that's hey, a you great remember what else he said? To. He said, come for the preaching, but stay for the coffee. There you go. There you go. So what is the, uh, what's the fourth thing then, Jeff? Well, the fourth thing is, is this. We have, to have, we have to be a church where we accept people's stuff. And when I say stuff, I mean sin. I mean, the stuff about people that is not the thing that attracts others to them. You know, maybe let's just be honest. Maybe they're not the easiest person to be around. Sure. Maybe they, they may lack some social skills, either in maybe they're too quiet or maybe they just talk about themselves all the time. People come in all different shapes and sizes and personalities and makeups, and we just need to be willing to be open to people who are different and accept people's stuff, accept their sin, accept their uh, their differences, accept the things about them that are not the same as we are. And, you know, one of the things that we've realized at our church is that people don't really want to be your project. Right. You know, they don't they don't want to feel like there's somebody that needs to be fixed. They would much rather receive acceptance from you and love for you. And again, what we said first, that personal relationship where you want to be their friend and, uh, I mean, just really be their friend. And then the fixed part, you know, God does that and he may use us to help them along the way. And, you know, these things that we're talking about also, it, it wasn't always like that at our church. I mean, some of these things we've really grown in in the last six or seven years. Uh, we didn't always have an openness to new people, and we didn't always have uh, an acceptance of people's stuff, and we weren't always uh, focused on personal relationships. I mean, to an extent we were, but we are to a much greater extent today. Yeah, so I think that you know the, the idea of accepting people's stuff is one of the hardest things on this list you know we we start with personal relationships yeah that's fine we all have personal relationships you know openness to new people i think the majority of of church leaders listening to this would say we would love to have new people walking to our doors um creation of a hospitality team that sounds great but accepting people's stuff really accepting people where they are meeting them where they're at and not expecting some magical change to happen is the hardest one of these things, but maybe the most important for that very reason. And and Jeff, this is something you and I have spent some time preaching about lately, and this is something that was modeled for us um, by Jesus all the time. And and you were just in John 4 talking about the woman at the well. I was in Acts 17 talking about um, Paul going to Athens and just meeting people where they were and not trying to throw them out because they didn't quite come up to snuff. So Mm -hmm. acceptance of people's stuff is so important. Um, And the fifth thing, so personal relationships, openness to new people, 
uh, hospitality ministry, acceptance of people's stuff. And then the four, fifth thing would be an invitation to involvement. And we talked about this as well last week. Yeah, just looking to see where people can fit. And again, if people sense that they're needed, then they they want to come, they want to be involved. And and it should it should be a place where it's easy for people to get involved. It it should be a situation where there's really few requirements to serve. I mean, you know, we we just had somebody here tonight uh who came in said, "Hey, can I help with something?" We had a job that was such a grunt job. <laughs> such a job yeah. that was just literally, you know, it's just moving stuff and it was just repetitious and it took a while. But this person, "Hey, they wanted to do it. They said, "Sure, I'll do that. Don't bother yourselves. I'll take care of that." And they did it. And they and I'm sure that they left feeling like I helped out the pastors tonight. Right. You know, I did something that was of value and especially if you've got people that are are wired to serve. They're wired to help. You know, in the church we we say they have the gift of helps. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know if that's how we should put it, but I think that that some of us are wired that we we get energized by helping others, and for those kinds of people, it doesn't have to be this uh, great, greatly difficult and involved responsibility. It could be something as simple as passing out bulletins or shaking people's hands. Uh, in my church in New York, we had a greeter uh, who was not a Christian. Uh, he was dating one of the ladies in our church, and he just loved to be around people. And I asked him, his name was Jeff, and I asked Jeff to greet people as they came in. And I kind of, you know, told him what to do and, and how to do that. He was, he was the best greeter. <laughs> he wasn't even a Christian. He was not a Christian. Uh, he was a, he was a different religion entirely, but he was the best greeter in our church. And, and, and eventually, eventually, this is one of those good stories, he became a Christian. And we, we talked we talk a little bit, Jeff, about we used to talk in terms of believe, belong, become. In, in that order. In that order. So before you could belong to the church, you had to believe. Right. And, and what we're talking about is creating that welcoming environment, that welcoming atmosphere. Invitation to involvement is so important. Let's make belong the first thing on that right. list. Right. Come belong to our church. Get involved. Like I said last week, we're not asking people to preach. We're asking them to hand out bulletins. Right. And let's let them belong. Let's get people. Let's make it easy to get involved. Let's make as few requirements as possible for somebody to serve. And let's just find people with a passion to get into those areas and put them in those areas. Yeah, And, and we're not talking about membership. This has nothing to do with membership no. in terms of belonging. It just means they feel like, hey, they belong. That those people like me. They're kind of glad that I come. They have things for me to do. They yeah. see worth in me. Absolutely. This is fun. I'm building relationships. I'm making friends. I have a purpose. This is cool. I never thought church could be like this. So in, in your 200 church, maybe you're maybe you're stuck in this thinking about creating a, a an irresistible environment. Maybe you read uh, deep and wide and, and it really convicted you. And hey, if you haven't, go pick it up. It's a great book. It, yeah, it is by Andy Stanley. Book. Andy right. Stanley, deep and wide. But maybe you're thinking you're stuck on this. How do I create this irresistible, irresistible environment with my facilities? And we really would encourage you to change your focus to your people and and really build this into your leadership, and then let it spread out through the rest. That that you would do these five things, these five areas, and create an irresistible and welcoming environment with the people that you have in your church. Now, the last thing that, that I want to add, Johnny, is this. 
as a pastor of a 200 church, there may come a point where you have to decide, are the people that make up the church that, I, that I'm in, are, do they have a heart to do this? And are they willing to do this? Anybody can do it. Anybody can welcome people, love people, build relationships, allow people to belong. Any group of people can do this if they so choose. But every once in a while, there's going to be a church, and maybe it's a church of 20 or 30 or 40. Uh, Usually it's a smaller church. It's a church of 50 or under where the people, maybe it's a large family in the church or it's a group of people that have been together for a long time, and that's the reason why the church is under 50. And as a pastor, you have to decide, are these people willing to make this commitment to be a missionary to their community. Right. And if they're not, perhaps you have to ask the Lord, God, is this really where you want me to serve? Now, you know, right. our podcast is about encouraging pastors <laughs> of 200 churches, and I don't mean this as a discouragement, but just as a uh, as an encouragement to say, you do not want to throw your time and to throw your investment and to throw your service to God down a hole where there's not going to be any return on what you're giving uh, to your people. People. Absolutely, uh, and so there are there are times when you just have to say, you know what, this group of people, they're going to be this kind of a church ten years from now, whether I'm here or not. So I might as well go somewhere where people actually do want to do these kinds of things and become a welcoming place for others. And it reminds me of John Maxwell actually talking about not wanting to motivate people <laughs> who yeah. don't want to be motivated. Right. And and he says I just want those people to quit. Yeah. Um because they are just they are just going to suck the air out of the room. They're going to suck the fun out of the room. Right. And and so uh, if you're in that type of situation, hey, we feel for you. That is not a fun place to be. Um but but try to find somebody who can who can help you through that, and maybe maybe it is a, a God telling you that it's time to make a move. Uh, and you don't know that until you give it your best shot, absolutely, and you live it and model it before your leaders. You do the best you can to get your leaders to create that kind of a welcoming environment. And again, we've just talked today about the public worship service, the time when people come to the church's building. We haven't talked about how you, our, our people, how all of us have to be throughout the week to even to even be the kind of people that can get others to come along with us and come to our church. So that's for another podcast. Uh, but Johnny, thanks for doing this with me, and I hope that you and your 200 church can take some of these things and put them to uh, work in your church. Thanks for listening to this 200 Churches podcast. Remember, your leadership in your 200 church matters huge in the kingdom of God. 